Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. I remember sitting on the floor and I was like in the middle of a pile of laundry and <laughs> we had just been in such a bad, a rough place, like for, for the longest time, really. And I remember just sitting on the, on the floor in the pile of clothes and I was crying and I was really just frustrated. And I was like, God, you have to show me something mm-hmm. like, tell me what to do, because like, it wasn't my desire to leave the marriage Yet at the same time, with all the different things that were happening, it also wasn't my desire to stay. Hey sis, welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups, growing your relationship with God, and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis, welcome back to another episode. I'm so happy that you are here. I have a very special episode for you today, but before we get into that, let's just take care of a few things. First of all, sis, make sure that you are subscribed wherever you are listening. And also, if you have not left your five-star written review, please go and leave your five-star written review. It really helps the show and it helps other women just like you find the show. So please do that for me. There's just a couple of other things too we need to take care of. Sis, remember I kind of told you guys about the Facebook group and Uh, If you're going to request to become a member, you have to answer the membership questions and agree to the group rules. So I am still getting some requests without answering the questions and agreeing to the group rules. Those two things do need to happen before we let you in. So just a reminder about that. And also, I wanted to inform you all that I am no longer doing discovery calls for everyone. (laughs) So I have had a lot of no-shows on the discovery calls. So of course, when people do book their actual coaching calls, you guys show up for that. But the discovery calls, I have have gotten so many no-shows on that one. So I will be offering it to insiders, but just for like general public, we're no longer going to do that in this season. If God prompts me to do it later, we'll do it, but I will be taking that off of my website. So I'll probably have it up for another week or so. Um, If you feel the need to schedule a discovery call, be my guest, go ahead within this next week. But after that, it will only be offered to my insiders. So if you want to join my email list and become an insider, just go to Candice A. Scroll down on the homepage and you can subscribe right there. 
So something I am super excited about, our podcast anniversary, our podversary as I have been calling it, is coming up so soon. You guys, at the end of this month, I cannot believe we have been rocking together for a whole year. So the podversary is coming up. Uh, I know I announced that I was thinking about doing a virtual girls night, but I have not gotten enough interest for it for me to put it together. So we will not be doing the virtual girls night, but I do still want to do something special. I would like to do um, like a special episode. So I am also giving you guys the opportunity to let your voice be heard on a podcast. Yes. So just send me a voice memo or voice note to contact at CandiceABaddies.com about how the podcast has blessed you and I will play it on the podcast okay I will play your voice on the podcast all right so if you are interested in that go ahead send me an email and with your voice memo your voice note whatever it's called go ahead send that to me it doesn't have to be super long something in between maybe like 10 and 30 seconds 45 seconds max and I will play it on the podcast so that's exciting I'll do it for our podversary um so I really hope you guys will do that because I want to hear from you guys and I want everybody else to hear from you too of how this podcast has blessed you also with the podversary we will have a contest coming up so I will say more about that later I'll stay tuned for details about it but I just wanted to kind of put that bug in your ear to let you know that that will also be coming up for the podversary so today's episode like I said I have a special episode for you today I actually have a special guest okay one of my sisters in Christ my sis LaShonda I cannot wait for you guys to hear from her and hear her story there are many of you out there who are mothers and yes it is we're coming up to Mother's Day weekend and so I wanted to do something And so I got my sis to come on to tell about her story as being a single mom after experiencing divorce and what her healing journey looked like after her divorce. So I know there are a lot of moms and there are also a lot of divorcees out there that listen to the podcast. And so I thought this was an important conversation to have. So I hope that you enjoy it. I will let LaShonda introduce herself, but I will also include her bio in the show notes and all of her links where you can connect with her. So make sure you check her out. All right, sis, help me welcome our guests on today. Hi, sis. I'm so glad that you all are joining me on today. I have a special treat for you all. And I have my sis here, LaShonda. LaShonda, tell everybody who you are and what you do. I'm so excited to have you here today. Well, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate the opportunity, one, to just get to connect with you, of course, and then to be able to hopefully share some things that will be beneficial to others out there. So of course, like you said, my name is LaShonda. um, And I habitually introduce myself as a mom of three boys first, um, almost always. It is my primary job, of course, to have three sons. They are 16, 15, and 10, and they are all getting ready to have a birthday. So turning a year older in the next couple of months here, back to back. And um, 
Outside of that, of course, you know, I do have a day job. <laughs> I work for an international IT consulting company where I get to work on corporate social responsibility efforts across the United States um, and to some degree on a global scale. So I get to work um, with a lot of our employees who we call members in my company um, in helping them really establish um, those volunteer opportunities in their local community. So it's very rewarding work. We work a lot with STEM, um, STEM education and programming, and then other CSR related opportunities. And so, of course, both of those things keep me really, really busy. Um, the kids are, you know, fully um, booked and occupied all the time. And, you know, I like to call myself chauffeur mom because when I'm not working, I am really spending most of my time chauffeuring them around to all of their various activities. And then, of course, um, when I'm not doing that, I do spend um, pretty much the rest of my time supporting in any way that I can at my local church, um, volunteering there and supporting our ministry. And so all of those things just, you know, fill my cup on a regular basis. Girl, you are busy, which I <laughs> knew that about you, because let me tell y'all, it took a minute for us to get a time and date together to have this conversation, but we could not let it go because it's so important for us to talk about this. And so with all the things that you have going on, you know, like you, the kids, you have like this seem like a, a job that just keeps you going. And then you have the church on top of that. But let's just talk about it for a moment because you're doing this as a single mom. I am. And so, um, yeah, I'm doing it as a single mom. And then, you know, you can, after you kind of introduce yourself, you can always think about all these other things that you do. And so there's, there's plenty more, of course. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, I am doing it as a single mom. And I'll tell you that that's probably the toughest thing that I've done really ever. <laughs> just try to keep up with, you know, everything that goes into that, like even, you know, even if, you know, the other parent is present in whatever way, in some capacity, when, when it comes down to it, you know, and I always like to say as a mom, you know, the, just the responsibilities, the duties, the, you know, the role of a mom is just different. The role of a dad is different. Right. And so when you are in a, you know, committed relationship like marriage, a lot of times you can feel like, man, I'm doing a lot of the work on my own with the kids and, you know, you know, parenting It can kind of go back and forth in different seasons, seasons, depending on what life looks like. But you always have the ability to be able to like tap your spouse in, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm, say, absolutely. hey, like I, I might need a break or, you know, you can help each other out in some capacity. And now like in this, you know, season of my life, that doesn't exist. And so being fully responsible for literally everything that, that they do or, you know, that they might need or whatever the case may be, is a lot. Mm -hmm. a lot. It's a lot to handle. It's a lot to navigate. And that on top of like, you know, work, because being a mom is like my, it's my priority. And, um, you know, I value being their mom more than anything else. And so it's important for me to show up and to be present and to prioritize the things that they're doing, the things that they need, and, you know, just that relationship. And 
it's it's a lot. I won't I won't cut, try to sugarcoat it. Like there's no other way to put it other than it really is a lot. It's very time consuming. Yeah. Um. You know, my day starts really really early. Mm-hmm. I usually get up. I'm working my way up to getting up at 4 a.m. And some people oh my God. crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But 4 a.m. really would be the sweet spot for me to get enough time in the morning, like in a quiet space in the morning for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm kind of between four 30 and five, and I actually just works my way up to four 30. <laughs> I'm going to count that as a win. You um, should. <laughs> yeah. So usually it's five o'clock and really it's so early because, you know, the kids have to be at school, um, really early. So I have two high school kids and they oh, okay. super early. And so we're out the door at like six, anywhere between six 15 and six 30, that, that mm-hmm. kind of 15 minute window there. For them to be at school on time. And so, um, you know, the day starts really early. Right after I drop them off, I go to work. Um, I do start my work day very early. And it's helpful for me personally to do that because at the end of the day, depending on what their schedules look like, I probably have to tap out a little bit mm-hmm. in the early afternoon to take care of some things with them and then kind of go back and forth. So my job allows me to be as flexible as I need to be, which is great. And at the same time, the day is very, very long. Mm-hmm. A lot of nights we really won't be done with everything. Sometimes, honestly, it can be 10, 30, 11 o'clock, even midnight if it's basketball season. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Sis, look, that's, <laughs> I can't even imagine. And I said, I think I told you before we started this is that my husband like is away this week. And when he's away, like I I feel all the pain. I, we have children of different ages, of course, but I do feel all the pain of like, oh my goodness. But I couldn't really imagine doing it day in and day out for like, for like ever, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that part yeah. is well, and I couldn't part. either. I sometimes still can't imagine because I know even in my, like in, in the way my situation looks, there are so many other women who don't even have what I have. Right. And so like, I'm a single mom. Um, I do share custody with the boy's dad. And so half the time, essentially they are at his house. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not responsible for anything because, you know, I am a mom who values that relationship with them. So even if they're not in my house this week, if they have a game or, you know, there's something happening at school or whatever, I'm still going to be present for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if we have a doctor's appointment or, and my kids aren't babies, right. But if we have a doctor's (laughs) appointment or something like, I'm still going to be present for those things because those things matter to me. And so I know that there's so many women who still don't even have like that little bit that I, that I have. And I often think about that. I'm like, man, it is so much for me. I can't imagine it being to the degree that some people actually have to do this. Hey sis, can I have a moment of your time? I remember what it's like to be a single woman dealing with heartbreak from numerous failed relationships. I thought the best way to get over a man was to get a new one. So I went from man to man trying to find someone who would take away the pain I felt. Then I thought I found him, but after a couple of years of dating, that relationship ended too. That broke me. I cried all the time and I felt so lost and alone. At that point, I gave up. 
I didn't even have the strength to get out there and try to find another man. The pain in my heart was so great that I knew no man would be able to heal it. I knew I had to do something different this time. Then one day, I decided to give it all to God. I surrendered my broken heart and that breakup to God, and it made such a huge difference in my life. In fact, that was the turning point for me. Within one year after surrendering everything to God, I found myself having peace and joy again, being content as a single woman, becoming confident in who God created me to be, and even engaged and shortly afterwards married. Talk about a year. Sis, are you ready to move on after this breakup? I would love to help you move forward into what's next for you. Join me for a heartbreak coaching session where we will create a 90-day heart healing plan. I will show you how to partner with God to release negative emotions and find peace in the midst of your heartbreak while also empowering yourself as a single woman. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress on your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. Plus, you'll receive two weeks of accountability from me. If you're struggling to find healing on your own, I invite you to sit with me to tell your story and begin creating a new and better one. Spots are limited, so go now to CandiceABaddies.com forward slash services to book your 60-minute heartbreak coaching session. If you think this is the end, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Let's do this, sis. Now back to today's episode. Yeah, it, and it is tough. And before we get into that piece of it, I want to rewind just a little bit because we just kind of hopped on in there. But <laughs> you uh, actually were married before, right? So it's not like you were just, you know, came in as a single mother, but you know what it's like to have a person in the house to, you know, like you said, be able to tap that other person mm-hmm. in. So just kind of tell us a little bit like, like how long were you married and how long have you been divorced? Let's start there. Yeah. So um, we were married for 10 years. Um, And then of course, and I always kind of add this for just context around just how long the relationship was. We were married for 10 years and prior to getting married, we were together for eight years. And so there's a lot of history there before we got married. So 10 years married, um, and nearly 20 years, you know, total. Um, and so, yeah, been a, it was a very mm-hmm. long, long, re- re- I'm going to say long relationship, but really it was like half my adult life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how long have you been divorced now? So divorced now, um, we are in 2023, three years, three years. Yeah. And so what has that transition been like for you? Like, how were you able, like, let's start from the beginning of when it first happened. Like, what was that like for you to actually um, make that decision? Or I'm sure you, you know, y'all made that decision together, but making that decision and then actually following through with that, what was that like for you? Yeah, it was horrible. (laughs) It was, it was really, really, it was terrible. Um, So a little a little bit more to the backstory. Um, Whenever, like, I think whenever I really started to actually realize like what was going to happen is not necessarily what was going to happen was divorce, but we were going to separate in some way, shape or form. When, when I started to realize that at the same time, um, my mom got sick. And so my mom was diagnosed with a terminal cancer 
um, literally at the same time. And so um, everything was just kind of, you know, crazy and chaotic and just all sorts of things happening, just really all at the same time. So I wasn't blindsided by it. I knew it was it was happening. And honestly, I remember saying um, at one point, like we were talking about about something and I was like, you know, at this point, I, I can't deal with whatever is happening here. Whatever is happening in this relationship is going to have to wait till I get through this thing with my mom. It's going to be on the back burner. And that's what happened. So, and, you know, the whole thing with my mom, with her illness went really, really quickly. She got, she was diagnosed in December and she passed away the, the following May. And so it wasn't a very long period of time, but it was a lot of things happening. And so while I knew like the marriage was really at that point where it was, it was, there was going to be some sort of reckoning, right? It was either going to end or we were going to like, separate, figure it out, whatever we're going to do that we were at that point. And so, um, it was early on, you know, hard to think about, but something I didn't really think about because I had this other thing that I had to take care of with my mom, which was, you know, everything she was going through. And I was taking care of her, getting her the doctor's appointments, all those different things. And it was, she passed away in May and we separated in August. So pretty much right after she passed away through, and, and, and it might sound a little crazy for me to describe it this way, but while I was walking through that process with her, I was really like just coming to a place of almost acceptance with where I knew the marriage was going, because just some of the things that I know, like going a little bit into the weeds of how like her relationship was with my, was with my dad and they were married to death for both of them. Right. But just how I know their relationship was some of the things I know that they kind of dealt with or didn't deal with in their, in their marriage. Um, all of that just together and how like she got to the end of her life. I started to really look at mine and I was like, some of these things I can't let be my life. Hmm. Wow. Like some of these things shouldn't be part of my life. And if these things are part of my life as a result of the marriage, what is that really telling me about the marriage? Wow. Ooh, so it was like, it sounded like a whole lot was going on, but at the same time, it seemed like you were just gaining some clarity as you were walking through this process yeah. with your mom as well. Yeah, I remember before it was actually before I knew my mom was sick I remember sitting on the floor and I was like in the middle of a pile of laundry and <laughs> we had just been in such a bad a rough place like for for the longest time really and I remember just sitting on the on the floor in the pile of clothes and I was crying and I was really just frustrated and I was like God you have to show me something mm -hmm. like tell me what to do because like, it wasn't my desire to leave the marriage yet at the same time with all the different things that were happening. It also wasn't my desire to stay because yeah. I knew that wasn't, you know, what God called me to be or called marriage to be or look like mm -hmm. or feel like, like, I just knew that. So I was really just like begging. I was like, 
show me something, tell me something. What am I supposed to do? Like make it clear. And so, um, so yeah, I remember that happening and, you know, probably just a couple of weeks after that, you know, started going through all this with my mom and then like just through the whole process, it was just like little thing after little thing after little thing that was just kind of speaking to me from her life that was being revealed to me in her illness, right? And me taking care of her, that was just providing so much clarity for where I had been. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So tell me like, what was the healing journey in the beginning? Like how, once the divorce actually happened or once mm -hmm. the separation, because it's not like, you know, pain doesn't come, yeah. from, you know, it's not when you sign a piece of paper, it's, you know, when the separation happened, when, you know, what did that feel mm -hmm. like? And how did you begin to like pick up the pieces from there? I would say that that time, that time period was probably the darkest time in my life. And to this day, like, you know, walk through that season with my mom since then have also walked through that season with my dad. So both of my parents I've had this experience with. And when I tell people that losing the marriage for me was more difficult than walking through those seasons with my parents. Wow. And it, and, you know, of course now today, I know so many reasons why that was right. You know, you, you get to a place where you start to just kind of find your identity in the marriage rather than finding your identity in God, where it should be all those different things. Right. But because I was so heavily dependent on the marriage, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. And, 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 you know, to give myself a little grace, right? It was like all of my adult life, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Absolutely. And so that's a lot of history and you have to think of it from the perspective of understanding like what marriage actually is. Like people toss around marriage these days, right? Mm -hmm. They don't understand it for what it truly actually is and what it means whenever you are actually committing to a marriage with somebody and how you are fully intertwining your life. And when you get, when getting to the point where you start un having to undo that is enormous, mm -hmm. right? And then on top of that, of course, you know, having the children, feeling guilty because I felt like I was ruining their life. The healing process was was really really hard, and I would say today I, there's still some some degrees of healing that I, I'm going through, right? So initially, you know, when we separated, of course living separately, had it not been for the fact that I had to get up and take the children to school every day, I probably wouldn't have gotten out of bed. Mm. It was a really, really dark place for me. And I don't, there's maybe two people in life that I've ever told that to. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I say things and like my closest friends are like, I never knew that because mm -hmm. I didn't tell them. It was the, it was the type of thing where I was consumed with grief. Mm. I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything right in front of me. I couldn't think about anything right in front of me. All I knew is what time I had to get up in the morning, get the kids to school, what time I had to go pick them up. And I was very robotic at that point, right? I was getting them to school, picking them up, making sure they had clean clothes and food. 
everything's taken care of. They go to bed, they go to bed, and I am a mess and up all night. And at some point, probably fall asleep. But I was in such a dark place, just being alone by myself, not because I didn't have people around me, right? Mm -hmm. But because like, I just couldn't see my way through. I honestly, today, sitting on this side of it, I'm like, gosh, it is still so real. You know, I, I couldn't see the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the end of the day would feel like. I couldn't feel anything, really. It was just so difficult to imagine because I was one of those people who said before we got married, divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. We're never going to do that. Whatever it is, we're going to work through it. We're going to fix it we'll handle it. We'll get through it. And I, and I was committed to that. I firmly, firmly believed that. And so it was hard for me to look at myself because I felt like a failure, Mm. both for myself and, you know, for the children. I want to, I want to dig into that just a little bit, because I hear that from a lot of women, they feel guilty. They feel like a failure because the the marriage didn't work. Um, You know, that it's their fault for some reason, not necessarily that they did anything, but for some reason they are bearing the burden. And so like, can you kind of just talk about that? Like what, when made you change your mind, so to speak about, not sticking mm-hmm. to what you said at the beginning as far as fixing it and stuff like that. And then also, why did you feel so responsible when it did end? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a few things there. So one, and and this will be more so about kind of how I came to the decision where I knew it was time to 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 leave the marriage, because I think we I'm going to say we sort of came to that decision together. Um, but had I not left, it would not have happened. Mm, I had to actually like say, I, this is not going to continue in the way that it is continuing. And so when I had been, you know, for probably a few years prior, just kind of just really growing spiritually. And so I had just started to grow like a lot Mm -hmm. and you know, change the way I looked at things, change the way I did things. You know, when you start to grow spiritually, everything in your life is going to start to change. Yes. Yes. You're just going to start to operate differently. And so that's my personal experience in all of this, right? I was just transitioning into a different space. And so leading up to just really the decision to leave the marriage I became, I felt very responsible for that decision because for me, it was mostly because I felt the burden that I would be placing on the children, on their lives. Like, you know, we all know what children go through so many different things already. And, you know, it's, I don't think it's a a secret, right? When children have to go through, because children go through the divorce too. Right. As amicable as it might be sometimes children go through a divorce too. And they may not necessarily know how to deal with that or be able to identify those feelings or whatever. So I was thinking about all those things. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to ruin their lives. They didn't ask for this. 
they were supposed to grow up with both their parents in the same house. So I was really beating myself up about the fact that now they're going to have this thing, right? That they have to deal with. I am, I was personally responsible to me. This is how I felt. I was personally responsible for introducing all the stuff that comes with broken relationships (laughs) into their lives. Mm. Now I'm laughing now because obviously it sounds really crazy, right? I'm not individually responsible for that. (laughs) But as a mom, I felt that, like I felt that to my core, I was like, it is my job to keep these things from them. And to that, up until that point, like they really hadn't experienced like anything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they had always, it was just, you know, life as usual, family, we're doing our thing, you know, for them, for the most part, everything is good. But then what really made me start to kind of undo that, that, you know, that perspective I had in my mind, because mm-hmm. it wasn't true, right? But what really kind of opened my eyes to that was, well, when I started like, telling myself or showing myself, well, what do you think they were going through whenever y'all lived in the same house and you couldn't be in the same room because just being in the same room was an argument? Are you weren't talking to each other? And they saw that. And they saw that. They felt that. that. (laughs) Or you thought you were having an argument behind closed doors and they were just up in the other room. They can hear you. Or it's always like, you know, like us and mom going to do stuff and it's cool. It's fun, but there's things that like were actually happening that they were still experiencing. Mm. And so I had to really just realize like one, it wasn't just me. No, they didn't ask for it, but it wasn't just me. Mm -hmm. There is another parent that is equally as responsible as I am. And he can feel and look at it however he wants to feel about it and look at it. Right. That doesn't mean that I am the one that is fully responsible for what this is now doing in our family. And then the other part of it was I, when I made the decision to leave, I fully felt because I had really just been in a place where I was just like, you know, begging God to tell me, is this what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> you know, and I don't want to get the message mixed up here and I don't want people to take it the wrong way, but I fully felt and believed that God was saying to me that it was time. And I knew that for sure, because, you know, prior to all of this stuff happening, this was probably, and this was years before it happened. This is something I've never said to anybody verbally. (laughs) I've never said it in public, but I'm going to say it now. Years before that happened, I was actually in church. We were in church together. We had gone to church that Sunday. We were in church and I, and I actually heard God say that the marriage was going to end. Wow. And I was like, what? (laughs) Wow. I was like, you know, the devil be messing with people, even in church. (laughs) Okay. I was like, it's, it's not, it's not. And we weren't even like in a super rough place at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you believe that? <laughs> like- and I was like, I remember it as clear as day. I remember what I was wearing. Mm. 
I remember where we were sitting, everything. And what kept coming back to me were those words in that moment. So when I finally made the decision, I can't say I was comfortable in doing it. I wasn't okay with it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I made the decision knowing that I was going into an area in life that I didn't fully understand. I didn't want, I didn't know, but I felt deeply that I needed Mm -hmm. and that God had already, obviously he already knew, right? But Mm -hmm. he had already told me that there were some things I was going to have to do. I know, you know, I think so many women are going to resonate with, with that and find some comfort and some peace because that is one of the biggest things that I hear women saying like, you know, about what is God's will with it for marriage and, and you can, and you know, for you, you can only speak to what God right. told you. Right. Exactly. And so every person has to have their own relationship with yep. God to hear from God, what it is that they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I'm always too, like for those years prior, I had really been growing spiritually, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't just like, I was looking for somebody to tell me, right. Cause you can make that, you can make it up to yourself if you're trying hard enough. You're like, oh yeah, I heard the voice of God. You have to have a really, you have to have that relationship and be in a in a place where you can hear it. And if he's going to tell you something like that, obviously like you're gonna need to like really take some serious steps and time to reflect and make sure that you are actually hearing from God. And so again, that's where like, you know, having people around you, um, matters and absolutely who are actually matters absolutely oh sis i hope that you enjoyed the conversation so far so lashonda and i actually ended up talking for a long time so the the episode would be kind of long to play it all at once so i went ahead and i broke it up into two separate episodes so we will play the other episode later but i really hope that you enjoyed listening to our conversation for part one and i hope that you were able to glean something from it thus far but make sure you come back because there's so much more goodness that she's going to share with us about her story and her healing journey so be sure to come back and listen to that As we wrap up for today, make sure you go ahead and join our Facebook group, continue the conversation, and get extra encouragement. Also, sis, if you have not gotten your free prayer, sis, go ahead. I have a link in the show notes for you where you can go ahead and snag your free prayer. Just put your name and email address in, and I will deliver it straight to your inbox, all right? And just a reminder, do not forget that you have the opportunity to let your voice be heard on the podcast. Again, email me at contact at candaceabaddies.com and you can send me a voice memo with how the podcast has blessed your life and helped you on your healing journey and I will play it on the podcast and one thing I didn't mention earlier says we are having a sale going on with the group of insiders so if you have not joined the insiders list please go to candaceabaddies.com right there on the homepage where you can sign up And you can join our insiders and get access to the Mother's Day sale that we're having on the books and journals right now. So head on over and do that. All right. Well, that is it. 
I will talk to you again real soon. Love you, sis. Bye. Hey, sis. Listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.